1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 121. Sketch 490. News report. I reckon oh. Marvin's sigh. Yeah. Laurie, you do stage directions and Edna. Fine. Rich, you do voiceover. I can do that. I'll do interviewer. I'm you I'm do Marvin. hung, Alistair. Okie doke. Why are some of the stage directions in italics and some in non-italics? Because none of you but me respect this process. <laughs> Although, actually, Alice has done it so that the capital ones are like... But am I, I reading t- them the same? I don't know what the terminology is, but the cuts and scene setups are in capitals and the action is in mm-hmm. italics. Yeah. So in actual fact, I've got no problem with that. If anything, Sorry. it's too professional. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So I'm just saying the same for both, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, do you want to put on different voices? <laughs> I'll do one of them class It's region. within my power to do it. No, I won't. Thanks. <laughs> Exterior, street, day. Static shot, residential street, not much going on. Budget cuts have affected a number of the public services here in Cleethorpes. Worst amongst those hit are the fire services, which have now been reduced to just one man. Man runs into shot from side street and towards camera. He is dressed as a fireman and has a blue flashing light atop his helmet. He is shouting, Nina, repeatedly at the top of his lungs, which we can just about hear under the voiceover. That man is Marvin Higgins, and he is now the entirety of the Cleethorpe's fire department. Man has run into close-up by now. Panting, he stops and looks into the camera. The shot lingers for a little too long. Maybe he doubles over a little bit. Cut to... Exterior, street, day, medium shot on Marvin. Caption, Marvin Higgins, Cleethorpe's Fire Department. How are you coping as the only fireman in the Cleethorpe's area? It's not been too bad so far. I've, I've rescued two cats out of trees. Cut to, poorly framed photo of Marvin in full gear, looking nervous up a ladder by a tree that has no cat in it. Put out a, a Chipan fire in Gilhooli Place. Cut to poorly framed photo of Marvin in full gear outside a not on fire house, looking very red faced. And put out that blaze down in the Winston allotments. Cut to mobile phone camera footage of Marvin frantically stamping on a tiny bonfire in an allotment. If there is audio, it mostly consists of Marvin's bleeped expletives and the camera owner sniggering. Cut to Marvin in mid again. Do you think that the cutbacks have had any effect on your ability to provide Cleethorpes with the service it needs? I'd like to think not, but I probably have to admit they have a bit. The council setting off the fire station and sacking all the firemen means we're... I mean, I'm not offering quite the service there was last week. They also sold off the town's only fire engine too. Cut to... Vintage photograph of a fire engine from the 1930s. Caption, not actual fire engine. Yes, they did. (laughs) Is this affecting response times? Fire engine fades back to Marvin midway through this speech. A little. I was going everywhere on my bike. But it got a flatty and it's at the menders now. Could you not at least drive to any incidents? 
Oh no, I, I don't get my license back for another eight months. Got done after a little. He makes the drinking mime. You know. So you're having to run everywhere? Yeah, unless unless it's really far. Then I ask Mum for a lift. Cut to exterior, council offices, day. It's a building that looks like the council work there, you know. We asked Councillor Hung Palace if he felt the cuts were warranted. Cut to interior, plush office, day. Close up on the councillor, sitting at a desk. Maybe up a ladder getting a book from a high shelf. Perhaps he wears a crown. Caption, Hung Palace, councilman. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely warranted. Are you not concerned about the well-being of the people of Cleethorpes? Absolutely. Absolutely concerned. You don't think that having one man with no proper equipment looking after the fire safety of the area is too little? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Cut to slightly longer shot of Marvin. The equipment that Mr Higgins is using has been put into question by some residents. Now, this C... He brandishes a soda siphon tied to a belt loop. This is my extinguisher for small fires. He gives it a squeeze and a pathetic dribble squirts out. Oh, sorry. Was that on your shoe? It's fine. Right. Now it is here. He pulls out the nozzle of one of the weed spraying things, which is attached to the tank on his back. You know the sort of thing I mean, right? Looks a bit like a flamethrower. This is for the big ones. I wouldn't show you now, because I forgot to fill it up this morning. And what if it's an oil-based fire? Oh, Oh, yeah, hang on. Marvin starts heaving a duvet out of a large bum bag. We spoke to Viceroy Imelda Scupperberger, one of the local residents who has had cause to use Mr Higgins' services. Cut to. Interior. Burnt out building. Day. Medium shot of a woman. Her face is covered in soot, as are her surroundings. Oh, he was a lovely lad. Bit sweaty, but he were lovely turned out. And you were happy with the service he provided? Oh, it were proper grand. Got me tiddles out of that tree, no trouble. Had to borrow next door's ladder, but it were all fine in tend. Cut to. Marvin finally getting the duvet out. He unfurls a single duvet with Garfield on it. Garfield's face is burnt off. So that's one satisfied customer. But how would Marvin cope with a larger conflagration? By which I mean big fire. Cut to. Marvin in medium. No, no real training at all. What's that? Marvin rummages an ancient phone from a pocket. Sorry, they made all the support staff redundant too, so I have to take this. Beep, beep, beep. Hello? God, that's so hard. Where is it? Right, I'll be there in a bit. <laughs> Hangs up phone and pockets it. Okay, sorry, I've got to go. Big tire fire at Yates' scrapyard. That's eight miles away. I better start running then. See ya. Marvin runs off away from the camera. Interviewer runs on, picks up duvet and runs after him. Catches up with him and hands over the duvet. Walks back towards camera. And that was the last we saw of the brave Cleethorpe's fire department. The memorial service is scheduled for next Tuesday. Applications for the position should apply to Cleethorpe's county council. Fade to black. So uh, yeah. I'm very much envisioning that being a Peter Bakey vehicle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, right. why have you written a sitcom, basically? I think it, <laughs> it's like I, a half an hour. 
episode. <laughs> Half an hour. People Like Us was probably the big influence. There's a lot uh, of that yeah. there. I was re-listening mm. to that recently, despite the conduct of its main star. I would have been listening to that quite a lot at the time. I wrote it at a point where we were very much only doing audio sketches. Yes, this is quite I... late into it. All the other visual ones are like in the first mm. six months or so before we worked out what we were doing. There's I knew that. just did this for shits and giggles. I yeah, knew the I... duvet face was coming. The image of the duvet face may have been the first thing that sort of I needed it... to then write something that got to that. Yeah, I remember the conversation <laughs> three and at the and time. Pages. I'm sure at the time we had some sort of conversation about duvets with characters on them. Did you have a duvet with a character on them? I did have a Garfield duvet. I, I still yeah, do have okay, a Garfield that's duvet. That's it. Nice. When I was young, because I'm that much older than you and closer to the ancient Rome, I had a, a, a bedspread with Fred Bassett. <laughs> what's, what's Fred Bassett? The least amusing cartoon strip in existence. Yes, it oh. probably is. And this would be when I was about six. I remember you can remember having the your Fred duvet cover from six. Wow. Well, I can remember my bedspread. Not only did we not have duvets, we called them continental quilts in those days. Oh, God, <laughs> yes, yes, I remember so, continental can, quilts. Right, talk me through what a continental quilt is, please. A it's duvet. A duvet. 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor, Dan Mitchell, Alistair Turvitt, Richard Catherall and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow. Garfield's... <laughs> I knew this was coming. Garfield's face is burnt off. <laughs>